tuned into this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip comes from episode number 452 with Jordan Milsom, where we discuss something that's very uncomfortable, and that's losing your job in pro sport. It's not spoke about often enough. We hear managers, we hear head coaches, but what happens to the staff? And how can the staff involved and potentially at risk help themselves in the long term contractually? So a really interesting and well-needed conversation with Jordan coming up. Just before we do dive into this episode, I want to say a big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. Rock Daisy's athlete management system provides a powerful competitive advantage to elite sports leagues around the world. If you're looking for a solution that enables you to centralize, analyze, and visualize your data, check out rockdaisy.com and sign up for a free trial. And then, unfortunately, things didn't go as well as you wanted at Villa. And you guys, you guys left the club. And it's one thing that I haven't... Well, I think I spoke to one person about it, maybe. But everyone realizes there's this kind of... There is the volatility. It's this, this undertone of you're always... Everyone's going to get sacked at some point. So I'd like to ask you about your experiences of going through that, if that's all right, if that's not too much of a personal insight. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Look, like I said earlier on, I think when you make the decision to work with a manager, then you accept that you know, there's, there's good times and there's bad times. You know, unless you're Pep Guardiola, <laughs> there's very, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, I think everyone's going to experience it at some point, you know. So 12 months before leaving Villa, we, you know, we, we left Rangers to, you know, on the back of perceived or team success. Um, as a consequence of that, got an opportunity to to move to Villa and and work in the Premier League again. Um, you know, that was deemed to not be be enough. Twelve months later, and and then you lose your job. Um, but you know, you I accept that. You know, I don't. Um, you know, it, it can be a little bit stressful at times, but it's you know that that's that's what I chose to do. So. If you know, if I don't want to do that, I've got the freedom to you know go and try and you know be a club appointment somewhere and uh, or find a new industry, a new sector. But this is what I love doing, um, and I've committed to you know to to doing what I'm doing, and for as long as you know Stephen wants me to work with him, or for as long as he wants to be a manager, then I'll probably continue to do that, um. And and we'll see where that takes us, but it's not nice. It's it, it's certainly not nice, but it's also not shouldn't always be a reflection of your own performance. And I, I remember, um, I remember someone saying saying something along those lines to me. You know, like if you work in, in the sport long long enough, you know you're likely to use your job, but lose your job. But it's not always a reflection of your competence. You know, you know I've seen. People, good, good staff who, who have been moved on at other clubs, um, because the manager's bringing in an individual that that clashes with them. You know, whether it be analyst, whether it be a physio, whether it be a fitness coach, and you know they were club appointments and they were removed from their role because the manager had someone else to do their their job. Now they'd done a really good job prior to that. They weren't getting sat. They weren't getting released because of their competence. They were just getting released because. That's the industry, rightly or wrongly. Maybe we need better protection around contracts of of you know, um, you know, 
payoffs or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, severance packages, you know, three months seems a bit unfair, really. You know, you could give years to a club and, and, and you get, what, three months? I mean, it's, you know, for, for, for what? Because someone, some person's bringing in someone who, who performs your role. Um, and I was always mindful of that, you know, particularly at Rangers, because I'd seen that happen at other clubs and, the last thing I wanted was to to move people out of roles, you know, particularly when they're from the area, when they, you know, supporters of the club and stuff like that. I think it's got to give people a chance and you've got to find roles and adapt. And there's enough opportunity in football clubs to to manipulate roles and find opportunities to, to not have to do that sometimes, I think. Um, and, and respect that they'll probably be there long after you're gone, you know, and I think that's, that always stuck in my mind to some extent because I'd seen it happen to other people and probably felt at different moments during my career at Liverpool that that could happen to me just through managers changing, you know how it is. But um, yeah, I'd have been really upset that that happened to me. So maybe that's just the human and the the soft the soft side of me kicking in. But I think it's you know I also think it's important as well. Having gone through what you've been through with Villa, looking back to your time at Liverpool when you were a club man, would you have done anything differently to protect yourself contractually then? Knowing what you know now? Yeah, probably when I was at Liverpool, yeah. I don't think I had. Yeah, my contract was was a permanent contract, but permanent doesn't mean anything in football. You know, it, there was no release clause. There was no... Um, you know, pay off or, you know, contractual agreement that I would have some form of protection. Um, and maybe that's just the naivety of wanting to get a job at Liverpool and then just taking what comes your way, you know, because I was young. I was, I don't know, probably about 28 at the time. So been working in football for five years. It was the the dream, you know. So I'm probably not going to re- read the finer details around what happens if, if they want to, you know, move me on for something out of my control. But maybe we do need a bit of protection there. I'm not sure what the right way to go about that is, but whether that's, you know, doing your own due diligence yourself or getting solicitors and lawyers involved, or maybe there should be, you might know better than me, maybe there's there's individuals out there through, you know, um, you know, the LMA and, and these type of um, uh, organisations that can provide that support potentially for, for, for staff moving clubs or even current staff to, to evaluate where they're at because there certainly should be a bit more protection, I, I feel, especially if, if you're getting let go under those circumstances when it's, it's certainly not a reflection of, of you doing your job. Um. I think there should be more support and more protection there for sure because it's look it's a difficult industry to to stay in. There's there's so many people who want to get into it and there's not enough jobs, you know. So it's um there's a bottleneck there and there's an overspill, um and if you fall out of it, it can be quite challenging to get back in. I'd imagine at times. Just thinking back to that time at Liverpool, would you not have if you'd have understood? Oh, I'm in a bit of a sticky spot here in case anything happens. New manager comes in, wants to get rid of me. My contract isn't as watertight as maybe I'd want it. 
would you have at 28, 29, 30, would you have had the foresight and the confidence to go to a senior member of staff and say, I want to reevaluate my contract? Or do you just think I'm at Liverpool, I'm just going to keep my head down and do my best and hope this doesn't happen? Because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who know the situation they're in, but maybe don't know where to go and, and maybe just keep their head down because they don't want to identify themselves as someone that yeah someone that wants to protect themselves because you know we've all been in football clubs because that isn't conducive sometimes to not getting a bit of shit from other members of staff or you know things can turn sour pretty quickly can't they yeah they can um look i think probably the 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 one person at a football club that would have that type of protection or the understanding of that protection would be the manager because, you know, those contracts are certainly, uh, you know, those details are discussed in terms of, you know, coming in and going out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe those individuals, you know, I, for one, probably wouldn't have spoke to anyone initially. Um, after, you know, a couple of years in the job, we're a bit more credibility under your belt almost or, you know, experience of doing a job and, you know, relationships that you have, then maybe, maybe I would have in hindsight. Um, but it can certainly be, you know, something that gets overlooked, and 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 even if you did then pick up on it, find it difficult to to have those conversations. I I probably would have found it difficult to be honest with you. Um, I don't like having those conversations around money and security and all that, but but. The, you know they're really important. You know some people can have them quite comfortably, others others find it a bit of a challenge. But I could imagine someone, especially when you're going into a big organisation like Liverpool or one of the top Premier League clubs, unless it's actually organised for you, and it's done for you, and the contract is set out like that before you start, then um, it, you know it could be challenging. And after time, people are just trying to you know get that opportunity, get that experience, get that exposure that, you know, that's the side they probably don't really evaluate. But maybe it's worth, you know, making sure that you get what you want going through and you get what you should get on the way out. That's another saying of it through being in these circles, you know, check your contact going in and check your contact going out because they're, you know, two important facets. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. This clip came from episode number 452 with Jordan. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. And I'll chat to you next time.